Welcome to the Courage Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Justine Wenzel, entrepreneur, glam girl, and karaoke enthusiast. For over 10 years, I've been teaching women how to become more courageous by pressing into fear so they can step into their purpose. Whether it's me at the microphone solo or I'm sharing the stage with incredible guests, I'm committed to bringing you the best while sharing the truth that will set us all free. Time to wake up and stop giving fear all the power. I'm bringing tangible tips for more peace and authenticity while simultaneously giving you an ab workout as we weave in comedic flair. So buckle up because it's time to live your best life. Hey there, welcome back to the Courage Queen podcast. It's Justine. I have a message for you today. And truthfully, this is the second time around for this message because the first time around, there was a whole bunch of skipping in the audio. We don't know what that was about, but we said a prayer. We gave it a 24-hour fix and we plugged everything back in and we hoped for the best. And so this episode is coming to you a little bit late, but I feel like it's very timely. It's more timely than ever. You know, as I was thinking about this past weekend being Father's Day and so much of what I was grateful for in my life growing up with a completely supportive, incredible father, and I know that Father's Day, Mother's Day, a lot of these celebrations can be tough for a lot of people because maybe they didn't have their idea, their expectation of the type of father or the type of mother that they expected to have, that they wanted to have, or maybe they were comparing looking around growing up to what type of experience they had. And it just seems like the reality of the situation was maybe that's not what they expected. And it really got me thinking about our struggle with expectation versus reality and how so much of the frustration that we feel and that I personally have felt in my own life, has been because I had expectations for something, and then when it came down to it, the reality of what happened was far from those expectations. And there were a couple things that happened this week. I listened to an incredible sermon this week by um, Michael Todd, who was at Life Church, and it was all about you know ripping up your list, your list of expectations of what you felt like your life was going to look like, and You have to surrender that and just give that to God because we're not in control. There's so much that we cannot control. And so I was thinking about this this week, and it's just funny how God works because I had a whole episode prepared and already recorded. And obviously, that was not what I was supposed to be sharing with you this week. And so when we look at so many of the things in our life I don't feel like it's by accident that I tried to have control over a situation of what I wanted to share this week, and it obviously wasn't the right information. And as I look around at relationships that I see today, again, I believe that so much of the dissatisfaction that we are experiencing, whether it is in a relationship with a spouse, even a friend, a parent, any relationship, so much of that dissatisfaction in those relationships comes from expecting too much from them. Nobody's perfect. And it's amazing to think of how many moments of my day or my life that I've allowed frustration and feeling like I'm in control get the better of me. I think we often allow our expectations for perfection in our lives 
to affect our attitudes, and that ultimately is going to seep in and affect our gratitude. So what are those areas of your life that you are holding on to expectations that might not live up to reality? For me, I think about relationships and wanting to say like the last thing in the argument, you know, or holding on to a friendship that is unhealthy. You know, sometimes it's a situation and I play out kind of like how it's going to happen perfectly. Like he's going to come home and I'm going to say this and he's going to say this and this is how he's going to react or this is how he's going to celebrate my birthday or this is what she's going to do because I was such a good friend to her, you know, when she lost a family member. And I often base how people should treat me, again, based off of my expectation of, well, I would do that for them or I maybe already did that for them. And then when it's time for someone to be that person and have that role in my life or there's an opportunity that prevents itself, you find yourself often discouraged or frustrated because what you thought somebody was going to do, say, act, or supply comes up empty and not meeting our expectations. Do you set unrealistic goals for yourself? Whether it's in your business, whether it's for weight loss, you name it. I can't help but feel that what screws us up the most is that picture in our head of how it's supposed to be. And as I was reflecting on so many things that didn't meet my expectations, I had to kind of bring myself back into reality and realized so many things went beyond my expectations. When I looked at the relationship that my parents have and how grateful I am to have not only an incredible father, but parents that have shown me what it's like to have an incredibly loving relationship where my parents are so devoted to each other and so kind to each other and just go out of their way to serve one another. I think about the expectations that I had for the person that was going to be in my life. And I think about how my expectations and my largest or greatest thought of what that was going to look like and what marriage was going to look like, God completely blew out of the water when he connected me with my husband. It was better than I ever imagined. And there's often areas like that in your life that they kind of blow you away. I can imagine not even being a parent, but I think that parenthood is probably one of those things that your expectation of how you're going to be living your life, the type of mom that you want to be, and the reality, there's a little bit of a misstep there, I'm sure. But I think that it also blows people's minds what they expected it was going to be like to have their own child and then the reality of the situation, and they never knew that their heart could feel that much love. If you want a good laugh, just go on to Pinterest and search expectation versus reality, and you will see an incredible pairing of memes and just hilarious photos of so many times when you had an expectation of what something was going to be or how you were going to look like and what it actually was. And one of my favorite ones of all time is a picture of a girl with her hair up in a bun and it says what most people look like with a messy bun and then what I look like with a messy bun and it shows like the principal from the Matilda movie 
who looks like a complete tyrant and looks incredibly scary. And I just crack up at that one all the time because there's just so much truth to it. Or how about when you find the perfect Pinterest recipe, you're going to put on the most amazing birthday and you go to make the cake or the dessert or whatever you're seeing and it doesn't quite come out as you planned, right? We can laugh at some of those instances because of how kind of almost pathetic we feel like, wow, okay, I, I was a little off here. Didn't exactly get that one right, but we can kind of like laugh it off. But when it comes to serious points of our lives, like where we thought we would be in our careers or relationships, we often take it in much more of the emotional route. And instead of saying, I'm exactly where God wants me now because he's still working on my character and he's still strengthening and growing me, instead we grow weary. We're frustrated. And I'm so glad that this was the topic because Michael Todd talks about this in the sermon I recently listened to yesterday. Like, how timely is this? And he says, you need to rip up your list because you're frustrated today that your life doesn't look like your list. But God is not a God of your list. Your list will never look like God's list for you. Your list factors in what you want. I want to have a six-figure job. I want to have a million kids. I want to have an incredible beach house. I want to have a beautiful sports car. God factors in what you need, which for a lot of us is somebody who's going to pray for us, someone who's going to strengthen us, a job that's going to build character in us, that's going to test our integrity. It's going to be aligned with the principles that God wants us to live according to his word so that we can really live the best life that he has for us. And I absolutely loved what Michael Todd said. God's lowest thought about you is higher than your highest thought that you've had about you. And so I think it's just so important to remember that we don't have it all figured out. We're not in control. I have such a hard time putting my expectations to bed. I have a hard time ripping up that list. I'm going to do that exercise myself today and just write down, like, what are all the things that are frustrating me? What are all the things that I felt like I would be at a different place by now? Our biggest challenge is just letting go. And instead of acknowledging that we're disappointed, it's often easier to turn our blame elsewhere. When we realize that our frustration has nothing to do with other people most of the time, and it has everything to do with our expectations, we have to acknowledge that. And when you just kind of look it straight in the face, you realize that the anger that you feel kind of disappears and it's really easier to push forward and move on. But then we have to change our perspective. When things don't go as planned, it's really easy, it feels, to just get negative and to focus on what we're missing out of. Like we have FOMO, right? And we start filling in the blanks of all the things that didn't happen. And obviously, by doing that, we're going to feel irritated and let down. But how could we change our perspective? Sometimes it's going to be as simple as just changing our language. Instead of saying, I'm not, we can decide to say, I am. And we can look out and seek that gratitude in our lives. I might not be here, but here's what I am doing. 
And a personal example of this, for me, it looks like when I think about the fact that my schedule is a little bit differently now post-COVID, and my husband's schedule is still pretty crazy. Mine is leveled out a little bit. I find that I'm not wanting to go out at night to work super late anymore. I'm a lot better with my time management than I had been before this pandemic. But I often find that if there's not clear communication between my husband and I, and I don't know that he's going to be here, or I don't go out of my way to tell my friends that I'm free, I end up just being at home with this empty house to myself. And that type of loneliness at times will set in. So I have to tell myself, like, yeah, I may not be here. There might be people doing things without me right now, and that's partially my fault because maybe my husband has to work late or my friends already made plans and I'm already home and I didn't connect with anyone. But I have an empty house to myself. I can do something for me that is going to fill my cup. I can do an at-home spa night. I can read a book. I can write music. I can go on a long walk with the dog. Like, what are the things that I can do that are going to advance me and be better for my mental health or put me in a position where I can be creative? It sounds like, for me, it's the perfect setting for a glass of wine and maybe catching up on some of my Schitt's Creek Netflix show that I've been watching. (laughs) Super late. So, you know, you insert your ritual of choice and you define what you really want. So the next time that things don't go exactly as you hoped, you ask yourself, like, what am I really trying to achieve here? And once you can identify that, you can adjust your course and you can look for a different way to maybe achieve the same result that you want. You know, if I really want that quality time with my husband and we weren't able to like connect or he's working late or whatever it is, it was easy for me to see another alternative. I could simply just send him a message and just say, I miss you, have fun. I would love to connect with you just for a few minutes when we get home and catch up over a glass of wine. Like just being direct and open about it. And I think it's also important too to rethink how we see our goals. Like one of the best ways to let go of expectations is to look at how you framed them in the first place. Too often, I feel like I'm setting myself up for disappointment before I've even done anything. Because we have these lofty goals sometimes is, you know, I'm going to make 20 phone calls for my business tonight. I'm going to spend two hours writing a new song. And Yeah, they sound great, but to be honest, creativity is not always available on tap. Sometimes things happen and you're emotionally exhausted from your day. We get into those situations and the words don't flow. We're feeling like we're not in a good place and we just can't like turn it on and all of a sudden be excited, like ready to make these calls. Inevitably, defining the goal by the end result is going to lead to more frustration. I've seen this so many times. Like, I want the perfect marriage, or I'm going to do this in my business. And we put these like really large formal parameters. Like, I'm going to make this amount of, you know, I'm going to, this is the success that I'm going to see. Rather than putting the effort on the attempts. So what could be more manageable? What could get us winning? What could be 
putting us in a place where we're framing our expectations around the effort that you're going to put into it rather than the results. You have such a better chance of accomplishing anything that you set out to do when you look at it that way. We never have full control over what happens to us, but we can only control how we choose to respond. I'm trying to choose not to indulge in disappointments. I'm trying to choose to let go, and ultimately the choice is up to us. So I want to hear from you guys. How do you manage expectations? Is that something that you personally struggle with? What are your tips and tricks? Like, I want this to be an open community and a conversation. What are some of the things that you do? I'd love for you to hop over to our Instagram page and comment on the post I'm going to be sharing there and just share what works for you. What stood out about this episode? It's really short and sweet. So ask yourself, what can I personally do today to be winning, to feel like I made a great effort? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. All right, guys. I hope you take that in stride this week. I hope that you write your list and that you rip it up, as Michael Todd would say. And I hope that you can really get a vision for what it looks like to give yourself more grace and more love around the expectations that you're setting for yourself that are getting you in a cycle of disappointment and frustration. And this is in every area or capacity of our lives. Because you were chosen and appointed to bear fruit. But God's not going to just like give you everything that you want. That's not how that verse works. He's going to ask you to work for it. And he's going to ask you to surrender your plans and return for his. I hope you have a great week, you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you send it to a friend who could be encouraged or share it on social and tag me so I could personally thank you for sharing the sweet sauce. For more episodes, check out and subscribe to Courage Queen Podcast, where we share fresh perspectives and stories of people who have the guts to be vulnerable and grow through what they go through. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Courage Queen Pod. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up. 